Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda. And on today's episode, we have a beautiful guest. Her name is Parita Shah. Now, before I tell you about Parita, I just want to give you one quick reminder. This week, we have a new moon in Gemini. Now, a lot of people are curious about the new moon and full moon energies, but I do share some information about the overall energy of every month, which you can access for free just by going to my website, theenergeticalchemist.com, signing up for my newsletter, and you will get access to Creating with the Moon and Stars, as well as 22 Days of Transformation. So, back to today's episode, we are going to hear from Parita Shah. And she is one of our very own community members. I have had the honor of watching her path unfold over the last, mm, I'd say maybe four or five years. And what she shares with us is what she's learned about healing through compassion and trusting her own inner guidance, which is something that so many of us have struggled with, may still be struggling with. But I'm sure her story and what she shares will give you some great insight and things to think about. You're also going to learn how Parita incorporates Reiki, Akashic Record Healing, and Chakra Balancing to help clients nurture their minds, their bodies, and souls. She became interested in Reiki and meditation when she realized that the stress of her health issues were causing more health issues. And she became really determined to break the cycle and find her center in the midst of health flares and life transitions. So now she's using what she has learned, the work that she has applied to herself to help her clients clear unresolved thoughts and emotions and connect to their own true essence. So to learn more about Parita and her work, be sure to go to paritashahealing.com. You can also follow her on Instagram under paritashahealing, which you can find down in the show description. Just scroll down, click on the links. It's all right there. But for right now, just get comfortable, sit back, and enjoy the show. Okay, so on today's episode of Reiki Radio, we have a beautiful guest, Parita Shah. Parita, thank you so much for coming to do the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I can't believe it's finally happening after all these years. I finally said yes. (laughs) I know. That's what I was thinking. And I'm so looking forward to this conversation because I know that your story and all that you're working on will be very inspiring for people, especially in these times. So that's actually one of the things I wanted to start with Um, right now with everyone quarantining and what's been going on. A lot has been coming up for people questioning their path or wanting to deepen their practice or maybe even just coming into this work for the first time. So can you just share um, some background of what brought you into Reiki and meditation? Yeah, so I found Reiki and meditation about five years ago. I was in the middle of a health crisis, and um, a couple of years prior to that, I had been diagnosed with celiac disease, and I very quickly lost my health and vitality and um, was dealing with a lot of new symptoms from week to week, and 
just dealing with health appointments and the stress that all, all of that can bring. And um, I left school because of my health issues. And so my social life changed a lot. Um, you know, family dynamics change when you're under a lot of stress. Um, there was the stress of finances because I was no longer able to, you know, work or go to school to the ability that I was before. So um, with all of those changes, I, I realized that I needed something to ground me, something to de-stress. And so eventually I found meditation and Reiki and um, I started learning for myself and uh, with practice. At first I was kind of discrediting how much it impacted me. I thought it was just a few moments of peace and silence and um, I didn't realize how much that actually did impact my body and my mind. And as I worked with more people and started practicing on family and friends, I realized that that was um, extremely valuable. It was something that not everyone had in their life. Right. And, um, so it slowly became a professional practice. That's really interesting. It's funny hearing you say that. It makes me think of how crisis a lot of times brings us into this type of work. But with all of what you were going through, I mean, how did Reiki even come on your radar? Was it something you heard of? Was it just random? Yeah, so I was working with a, a functional medicine practitioner um, who has a background as a PA, and uh, so she's been through the science route, but now she uses holistic modalities, and she you know, still does a lot of blood work and testing, but she also uses Reiki and essential oils and uh, a lot of just um, herbs and plant medicine. Yeah. So... Um, I, because she was using Reiki on a lot of her cancer patients, I there was like that seed planted in my mind that this has to work, otherwise she wouldn't be using it. And, um, uh, and later on, I, I heard about Reiki from several people, and you know it took me some time to to eventually try it. But um, once I tried it, I realized that, okay, there's something here. It's something that's working and I have to pursue this. I have to learn more. Um, it wasn't like love at first sight or it wasn't yeah. like, um, oh, I'm going to do this. This is my purpose. Or it wasn't anything like that. It took me several years to realize that this is something that I can turn into a, a purpose where I can help other people with this. Very cool. So then I have to ask too, with that, did it start to maybe even influence or change what your relationship was or ideas were around your healing regimen or what healing even meant or what it could look like? Because I imagine, I mean, that had to be the center of your world, just wanting to get to a space of wellness. Yeah, absolutely. I was very much focused on physical healing and, you know, because celiac disease is something that's, you know, it has to do with food. It's, it's um, you know, you don't digest gluten, right? right? So I was very much just focused on that. But over the years, the stress of that made me more sick. And, and sometimes I feel like now a lot of the health issues that I'm dealing with are rooted in stress and very little of it is actually um, going back to the celiac disease. So um, yes, I've, and I really didn't even understand the word spirit. Like I, people would say mind, body, spirit. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. So um, all of this has definitely um, led me to 
awaken to, you know, who I am and, and kind of pursue that and continue learning about, you know, what it is that's going to make me whole and happy. And that's so much more than just food or water or supplements. And so much more of it is um, related to my purpose and what makes me happy and my environment, my family, my friends, like all of that has to do with health and wellness, yeah. which is something that I, I see now, but I, I wasn't able to see that about eight years ago. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, the way that you can see how none of that is compartmentalized and every aspect of our life contributes to um, our state of being, our state of wellness. But I have to ask you too, in all of that, because I'm sure a lot of people can relate to two things that you said. One, a lot of us are stressed out right now, like, you know, really stressed. So many um, drastic changes are happening for people. And it was just like, you know, out of the blue. But then there's a side where a lot of people are dealing with some physical ailment and it could be even something like chronic back pain, who knows, right? But it's hard to, to be okay. And I think a lot of people often feel like they're pretending they're okay just to get by or to interact with the rest of the world. So was Reiki and meditation, have those things helped you deal with your healing process in a different way? And because I imagine it must still be stressful sometimes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, it's like that saying that the healing never stops. And, um, and that does get to me at times. I'm like, yeah. well, I've done all this work. You know, when does this end? You know, why is this as difficult as it was, you know, years ago? But at the same time, we also have a lot more tools and resources than we did, um, you know, five years ago. Right. And... Um, I think it also helps to develop a lot more self-acceptance and, and just compassion. You know, we, we've been talking a lot about that. Um, so that definitely helps with the healing journey. Um, you know, like I said earlier this morning that, you know, yesterday I felt a little bit off. And I think the biggest thing that helped me was, was I was able to just recognize that, okay, this is something I'm going through. And I was able to be compassionate with myself. And I realized that's really the only control I have. I, I cannot necessarily make myself instantly feel better in any other way, except if I look at this in a different way. And if I um, let, my see, let myself be where I am mm -hmm. with acceptance and with compassion, I think that's the only thing that changes. Yeah. And that's a really good point. And hopefully, again, like, I think that will really like speak to some people who are having a hard time because we do, we want to fix things and we want to control it or make it look a certain way. And I think when we really do kind of settle into the process and let these tools be what they are, it does soften things a bit. And um, I think it even allows more room for our healing in so many ways quite frankly. But I wanted to ask you too, because I know that there are other things that you practice aside from Reiki. So can we talk a little bit about what your practices have opened you up to? What else do you practice? What else do you study? Yeah, so personally, I use so many different, um, you know, modalities, or I, 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 I'm curious about different schools of thought. So I practice yoga, um, a lot of breath work, and um, I've studied the Akashic Records with you and um, crystal healing. Um, I began my practice with a studying um, Zazen, and that was a really great um, 
like parallel to Reiki for me because it, you know, Reiki has such a big um, uh, emphasis on meditation, but I think uh, sometimes we don't focus on, okay, like how, how do we meditate? Right. Right. And so it was really helpful to take that class and uh, to be able to just learn like what the Eastern school of thought on meditation is. Mm -hmm. It's very different from, you know, what's being taught here at times. Um, yeah, so I practice a, a blend of these different modalities, but um, professionally, I mostly share the Akashic Records with clients, um, a lot of emphasis on chakra balancing, and just like, um, I guess my sessions are mostly focused on re realizing the, the thoughts, the emotions, the patterns that are kind of stuck in our chakras or, and, and our bodies, essentially, and how that affects us physically. Um, how that affects our relationships and the opportunities, everything that we attract into our lives. So professionally, it's it's a mix of Reiki, chakra balancing, and the Akashic Records. And um, I love to use essential oils and crystals. That's kind of, you know, my little tool bucket. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's beautiful. I love because all of those uh, modalities, those tools, they work so well together too. But that makes me think I have to ask you because a lot of people, once we come into whatever practice we start with, we do start to open up and our curiosity starts to, you know, take over and we're like, wait, which way do I go? There's so many things. What do I try? So what was that process like for you? How did you go from not doing any of this? And then all of a sudden now, like you have this array of practices. Yeah, well, it was definitely years in the making. Um, you know, none of this comes right. to be like instantly. And, you know, I think sometimes when we hear these stories, it, it sometimes feels like we have to learn more and accomplish more, practice more, and get it together more quickly. But, um, yeah, Reiki was something that I studied for years before I started practicing on other people. And, and by study, I mean not classes, but um, just practicing on myself and um, with crystal healing it was mainly I was listening to podcasts and I was like reading books and and mainly practicing with myself like just meditating with crystals uh, which is something you always told me like you know leave, leave some of the books and the courses and, and try to just go inwards and develop that relationship with whatever modality it is that you're wor working with and um, and I, I think as I started practicing on clients, my style of practicing just changed over the years. And um, I became more clear on you know, what it is that I want to help them with and how I want to um, like format our sessions. I just started learning like what's working, what's not working. Um, it became clear to me that the messages I was receiving was more about um, their relationships, their, um, like health, um, you know, what's going on with them physically and all of it went back to what thought or emotion that they're holding. Mm -hmm. So it's just over time, these things kind of come together. You really can't force it at all. Yes. And, uh, yeah. It's just something that just blooms over practice and time. That is so true. And I think that is a good thing too, to remind people because we do, I mean, like a lot of us get so excited in the beginning and we just want everything to turn on and to be tuned into everything and taken in as much as we can. I did it too. I mean, I was like, I overdosed on classes and 
then hit a wall and had to step back. But yeah, that's really good advice. I mean, just watching and allowing stuff to kind of progress through us. So I wanted to ask you about this too, because it's a really big conversation in this arena. You mentioned how you gave yourself the space to practice on yourself for some time, but now you practice professionally and you're now teaching Reiki. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about just personally, how do you navigate knowing when the time is right or knowing if you're ready to be a practitioner as, you know, having it as a practice and becoming a teacher? What did that look like for you? Yeah, I think that's important to talk about because not everyone has to teach. And right. um, sometimes people feel the pressure to teach and maybe it's not the right time or maybe if they don't want to do it, they don't have to. Yeah. And uh, uh, I felt called because I kept feeling like I wanted my clients to be able to practice these tools um, on their own. And I wanted to help them have some sort of a spiritual practice that they can walk away with. Mm -hmm. um, so I really wanted them to walk away knowing how to meditate or how to work with the precepts, how to practice hands-on healing on themselves. Um, and so, yeah, I started, began, I began collecting some information and, and um, started piecing together what I wanted to say. I would just journal, like, what is it that I want my clients to know? Um, and understand about Reiki so that it became in my own words. Um, and, and then later on, I, of course, consulted books and, and drew, drew in that information, everything that I've learned from you, to put together the course. But um, uh, it was mainly just I felt the need that people need to know how to practice this on, um, at home and on their own time. Yeah. Um, and, and I wanted people to feel like they didn't have to come in for sessions all the time. It reminds me of you saying that, that parable of like teach a man to fish. Mm -hmm. And I think it is so impactful um, learning these tools on our, by ourselves. Absolutely. And of course, having the combination of having practitioners like you to come to, because we all need that support as well, but that's really, really cool. And so you, it sounds like, you just trusted your process and you didn't pressure yourself to do what may have been expected to you or look like what you were supposed to do on the path, but more so just listen to you. Is that fair? Yes. Yeah. I, I felt like uh, teaching Reiki was something that I, it was, it was something that I was just interested in for a while. Yeah. And then I let myself slowly put together, you know, a manual and um, put together that content um, and when I felt ready, you know, I, I put it out there. Yeah. I like the part, especially you saying you would journal and write down, what is it that you want your students to know and framing this work in your own words. I think that's so important because it really personalizes all of it for us, but it keeps you also as a practitioner and a teacher in your own authenticity, instead of trying to like mimic, we're inspired by our teachers, of course, but we all develop our own way. So it's really, really cool. So I wanted to ask you before we go into another aspect of your work, I have to ask just because of all that's going on, how have your tools and what you practice and what you've learned, how have they supported you during this time of like unrest and being quarantined? Like, how are you, how is your practice coming into play? 
Yeah, it's just an absolute lifesaver, as I'm sure it is for this entire community. Um, I can't imagine just not knowing how to manage your mind or not knowing um, anything about emotional intelligence at this time. Uh, it feels like such a life skill and such an essential that it, it surprises me that this isn't more... Um, more available to people, especially at a younger age. Right. Um, you know, I, I wish even children and teenagers had more, um, like the availability to, to know more about, you know, how to ground into themselves, how to find peace within themselves, how to, you know, be that neutral observer. Um, yeah. yeah, so it, it's been an absolute, um, lifesaver and I think it's so important to recognize that like self-care can look so different in every day and I think that's what's really getting me by it's like some days the yoga saving me some days I need to just sit still in meditation and then some days it's hands-on healing uh, or going out in nature it looks so different every day and I think that can only come if you've been practicing you know yeah. you can't expect all of this to work in the middle of a crisis if you've never practiced before. Mm -hmm. and, uh, um, so I'm so grateful that I had my teachers and I had um, my path because it, it, it's the only thing that can get you through like, you know, moments of crisis. Yeah. And I like that just even the way you describe um, having a different focus in our healing, looking different every day. Cause I think Sometimes we get so rigid and thinking we have to follow like very strict in uh, regimen or instruction. Like I have to meditate every morning, then I have to do my hands on, then I have to do that. Like, you know, gosh, the laundry list would be like a mile long. Who could do that all day? Right. So what is it like? How do you do that? Do you just kind of, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you just tune into yourself and see how you're guided. How do you decide what you gravitate towards? Yeah, that, so that's definitely, I, I am that person that kind of tells myself, I have to do this, I have to do that. Yeah. But, you know, of course, I'm also learning and realizing that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. and so it, it's hard to find that balance between discipline and flow. Mm -hmm. um, because We need some discipline to keep us practicing, but it can't be robotic at the same time. And uh, so I try to ask myself at the beginning of a week, um, usually on Sundays or Mondays, um, what is it that I want to um, consistently practice through the week and what do I need? And I'll usually hear like, okay, you need movement. So you need yoga or you need to just sit still and be, or, you know, you need to connect with nature this week. So I'll hear things like that or, or, or crystal healing will come up, you know, different things like that. And then I'll also try to ask myself, every day in the morning um, or sometimes even twice a day that, okay what is it that I can practice right now and right. I'll try to just ask like what is it that my mind and body need um, of course there are days that go by when I, I haven't asked myself or I've just practiced because um, I felt like that's what I needed but I forgot to tune in and ask like is this really what I need you know sometimes I'll just sit and practice Reiki but it's like um, maybe I needed the yoga more and I never tuned in. And, and so, you know, those days definitely happen for sure. Right. Well, I have to talk about this too, because a lot of what you said goes back to 
it seems like you're you're uh, good at listening to how you're guided, right? And I think this is a big challenge for so many people. One, even recognizing that we have this guidance system built in, but then trusting it, right? So I have to ask you, when you receive insights or when you receive guidance, is that something that you had to develop? What is your relationship to that? And do you have any advice for people who maybe tuning in, but just having a hard time trusting what's coming through for them. Yeah, it's so funny you ask because you you know how um, unintuitive I felt about like five years ago or so. And um, even, even about like three years ago, it really wasn't until, um, well, so first I, I, I had to develop a practice of just getting still and, and going inwards and learning to relax um, that was really the first step and then um, later on I took intuitive development with you and the practice of um, you know running my energy and um, asking questions I think it's so important to ask the right questions and I wasn't having a conversation with my guides I would sometimes ask one question and just wait for like you know the answer right but um, now I've learned to you know ask for more information ask like a few follow-up questions and and try to like gather information in that sense that was really essential and then yeah trusting what comes up is is certainly it's the process like you have to take that leap of faith a few times and then you will realize that okay that that served you that benefited you in some ways so you'll have a somewhat easier time trusting yourself in the future but yes, there's always a little bit of doubt and it's, it's still a process. Like every day it's like, should I really follow that? Or yeah. like, am I crazy? Did I make that up? You know, yeah. so that, that continues for a while. It's, it's not like a quick fix. I love it. Cause I think again, you know, for people who go through this and we all do, that's the thing. I think it really will give them some like peace of like, okay, I, it doesn't have to be overnight and it is a process and I'm learning through it. And it's, um, definitely definitely ongoing practice and sometimes having to just tell yourself like what if it's right just just what if it is right um but i have to ask you about this too now that we're talking about this and me in the background thinking of just how beautifully crafted your business and your practice is now you know because i think again when we met you weren't doing any of this to the level that you are now you were doing like a lot more self-focused but you have developed a beautiful practice and business where you offer Reiki and you have these beautiful guided meditations and you write amazing articles for so many different publications. Like there are just so many different elements to what you're doing and what you're offering. So before we share, go some more into that, I want to ask for people who are wondering, like, how do I know what my business is supposed to look like? How did you start to bring in the elements that worked for you? What, what, how did you decide that? Yeah, it's really funny because when we started working together, um, you know, you had always told me that this was a part of my purpose. And I was like, no, I was studying finance and I, and I wanted to continue that route. I didn't want to go this way, but you know, it was meant to be. And, um, so I started realizing that I, I, like when, when I first got started, I 
would just write about okay what is it that i want my um you know clients or what what is it that i want the world to know and that kind of informed my blog posts or my social media posts and that helped me gain clarity on what my journey was and, and it helped me find the words to express that and then that also informs my sessions because now i I um, base my sessions around that information that um, I received through journaling. And um, yeah, I think it just started off with me wanting to share what everything that I've learned with other people. Yeah. And uh, so, so that slowly grew. I, you know, eventually I came to a point where okay, I want to be able to share meditation with people in a way i don't want them to only meditate when they're coming in for a session which which sometimes that does happen and uh so then i started recording the meditations and putting that on my website and um you know i think with just over time you kind of find new ways to help and um so now I feel called to do courses. So, you know, I'm just working on that. And, you know, I, I'm sure that'll change over time. Um, you know, the way that we are guided to serve people will, will certainly change. So that's a cool way to look at it too. I think that also, you know, people can know that you don't have to have it all exactly right today. Like to start, you can just start with one element. Like you started with blogging and journaling and then it transitioned and you started bringing in clients. And then again, like you started writing for publications and you started creating all of these beautiful resources for people. And of course the um, link to your website and social media will be in the show description. But I'm telling you, if you're listening, you have to check out how many beautiful resources she provides. And so I wanna ask you about that too, because I think a lot of people miss that part, right? Like sometimes we get so focused on like, oh, I just have to get clients, 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 forgetting the importance of giving people tools that will support them on their path. So was when you started creating all of these resources for people, was it just because of what you've come to find will support them? Or is it, these are things that you wish you had? How did you figure that out? Yeah, so when you, when you were speaking, I just remembered that when I started my blog, I actually didn't know that I would become a Reiki practitioner or that I, you know, I wasn't out of the motive of trying to get clients. It was, I just felt like I had something to share and that's yes. how I got started. And then it turned into, um, you know, a practice. So I think that also helps when you're just doing something without expectations. Yes. It, it, it serves you it, you know it's just a lot more sustainable um but yeah like at this point i try to create um i, I only create if i feel guided if i feel like there's like a void in the world for something like i felt like um a few uh about a year ago i felt like there were it was a need for um chakra journaling prompts because um there are so many people out there that will use crystals or Reiki or different modalities to balance their chakras. And I think sometimes we, we don't put enough emphasis on how much our mindset is uh, what really what determines the health of our chakras and the emotions and the stories that we've been fed um, either through the media or in our childhood or through um, ancestral stuff. So I felt like 
we needed like the sacred space for people to do the work and to really um, get clear on what it is that that's blocking their chakras. And of course, I still use the crystals. I use Reiki to balance my chakras. And, um, and there is information on all of that in the book. But because I felt that void and I felt like there, that wasn't out there in you know, a consolidated form, I wrote the chakra ebook. So the chakra unearthing, um, which is 180 journal prompts for um, kind of unearthing all of the, the things that block our chakras. That's fine. I'm going to ask you about that. So this ebook, I mean, it's great. It's a great resource for people who want to understand not just chakra energy, but more specifically, like what they're holding within their own chakra energy. So where can we find this book one? And just in your own point of view, who is it for? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's on my website, preetashahealing.com. And uh, it's also on Kindle, um, or Amazon. And um, I, I feel like it's for people who are ready to go deep into their mindset and their subconscious and um, ready to like kind of buckle down and do the harder work. Um, and people who are ready to see how everything that they're holding in, in, in their thoughts, their uh, feelings, their, um, their actions, their patterns, and how that determines the health of the chakra system how that impacts their body and the relationships that they call in. And um, it's funny, I'm seeing like all of the, the parallel between what I'm saying now and what I said about my sessions. And, and it's really all the same work. Yeah, it's amazing. And saying that too, it made me think of, I don't think a lot of people recognize how important our mindset is in this work just overall. I mean, you could, you know, do you know, Reiki part, you could do a whole lot of things, but if you're not working on that mindset, it's like, you're just going to be spinning your wheels in a lot of ways. But I have to ask you about this too, because meditation, as you mentioned in the beginning, is very foundational in Reiki and so many other practices within the umbrella of spirituality. But a lot of people are intimidated by it. Um, a lot of people just have challenges even before they even try just the thought of like, I can't do that. And you have created um, a meditation album, but you also have some Reiki-infused guided meditations for people. So could you share a little bit about what those two um, aspects are and, again, how we can access them all? Yeah, so the, the guided meditation album is um, filled with like affirmations for all of the chakras. So it's great to kind of reprogram and um, to help us move to a higher frequency. I think listening to affirmations helps us to uh, feel the, the energy of those words. And um, the, the Reiki-infused guided meditations, they're free on my website, and there's different themes like um, loving your body or sending healing out to the earth or um, simple ones like mindfulness meditation, chakra balancing meditation. And these are basically um, like guided journeys that help you to kind of move your own energy, move your own um, thoughts and patterns. And they're also Reiki infused. So um, I, I, you know, while recording them, I, I set the intention to share Reiki with anyone that's open to receiving. 
And it's just very interesting to see the feedback. Some people really feel the energy strongly and um, uh, it, it's so shocking. And then, you know, of course, that's not always the case. And it's just interesting to see that variation. Yeah, it's so cool too. I mean, I think no matter how long we practice hearing you say it, it makes me think of how we're always amazed <laughs> by the results of this work, right? I don't think you ever really get used to it. It's always like, man, this stuff is just so cool. It's amazing the experiences that we have, but then also getting to see and hear about the experiences that other people have. It's always, always so amazing. So one of the things this is making me curious about and just so you know, too, for everyone listening, all that we're talking about is available on her website. So go to paritashawhealing.com and download those free meditations and check out the meditation album and the chakra ebook. So one of the things I have to ask you, because I know that it was a physical healing crisis that really brought you into this work, but how has it changed you? I mean, aside from just the physical aspects, have you noticed, like, what has this work done to you or for you? Yeah, it, it's so crazy. Um, I just, like, you know, sometimes I don't know where to start, but, uh, you know, everything has changed. I feel like my heart is a lot more open. Um, you know, in my family, I felt like, especially on one side, you know, anger was or is still an issue. And, uh I used to think that I was also that person. Like I used to think I was just an angry person and um, you know, that's completely changed. I found ways to work through those feelings and I've realized that I'm not bound to anything or I'm not the person that um, society or family or anyone, you know, might want to make me to be. And I have the opportunity to change. I'm not bound by anything that's happened to me in the past. And um, so in a sense, I feel like this heart opening, I just feel lighter, um, incredibly more self-aware. And I just know so much more about myself than I could have um, if I hadn't found this path. And it's um, mind boggling to think about who I would have been if I didn't find this path. You know, right. I probably would have been just in the corporate like rat race and I probably would have never realized uh, anything about my passions or interests at all. Um, I don't think I would have had that deep like inner fulfillment. Um, I probably would have been looking for that fulfillment outside of myself. Man, everything you said is just so powerful. It's like, wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yes, but it is. I mean, it's just like, wow, that's, it's huge. And it's beautiful to hear you say it. And I'm sure that's going to resonate with so many people who have already started to the practice, but also pique the curiosity of those who are just, you know, entering into it. And I think, you know, even in my own journey, that has, it continues to be, I think the greatest gift of this work is how it changes us. And it's like you could never imagine, you know, what we become aware of, how much we change. What you touched on reminds me of the levels of ancestral healing that start to happen. I mean, there's just so many beautiful experiences and it can be tough along the way. Like we know that it's not always comfortable, but man, what a gift. And it's like, it just keeps on giving. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm so thankful. 
It really is. So I want to ask you, um, before we wrap up um, with everything, the conversation, don't want to keep you all day. Can you just share with everyone the services that you currently provide and are people able to work with you remotely? Because I, I just want to point out you are in New York and you do in person, but can we work with you remotely and what is offered? Yeah, so I typically offer one-hour energy healings that are a balance of Reiki, chakra balancing, and Akashic record healings. And um, so it's a mix of energy work and with a slight focus on intuitive readings. And uh, I do practice in Long Island, in New York City, and also distantly. And um, yeah, so they can find, find more information about that on my website. Um, yeah. Perfect. So go to paritashahealing.com. And it's very easy because your Instagram is the same, paritashahealing. The links for both will be in the show description. But I have to say as well for those of you listening, I mean, go to the site and get the uh, resources, learn more about Parita's work. But also while you're there, check out the articles. Your articles are phenomenal. And like I mentioned, you've written for so many publications and it's amazing to see the way you're planting seeds now. Because again, to go from the space of, it didn't seem like that was like your conscious intention. And now you're doing this work and sharing in so many beautiful ways, including on your social media. I mean, it's just, it's always so um, thought provoking. I think that's one of the things I love so much about your work and watching what you share is you always share things that not only educate, but bring people into their own consideration. So thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you. Thanks for believing in me and always encouraging me along the way. And uh, I know you were able to see that this was a part of my purpose way before I was able to. And so thanks for mentoring me uh, very unselfishly, you know, because uh, I, I love how you don't have that competitive spirit and you're just very collaborative. You're here to support us and you're so giving. So thank you. Thank you, my love. I have to say it's been an absolute joy and that's why I'm beaming. So everyone, thank you so much to Parita for being here with us. Go down to the show description, click on those links, get familiar with her and her work, and we will see you all next time. Thank you, Parita. Thank you. Okay, everyone, I want to say a very special thank you again to Parita. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your story and your insights with us. And for all of you listening, be sure that to go to her website right now, paritashahealing.com, so that you can download her go-to chakra clearing, energy healing, and mindfulness meditations. They're all for free. She has so many beautiful resources. And as I mentioned in the show, she writes beautiful articles for several publications. So you definitely want to go and check out her work at paritashahealing.com or follow her on Instagram at paritashahealing. Now, I also mentioned at the top of the show that we have a new moon in Gemini coming up this week, and I would love to share with you the information about the energy of not just the new moon, but of the entire month, every month. So go to theenergeticalchemist.com, sign up for my newsletter, receive your free downloads, and I can't wait to hear what you experience with all of these resources between what you get from me, what you get from Parita, and other beautiful guests who have been on Reiki Radio. I can't thank you enough for being here. And remember to always journey 
in love.